You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out how to join our new Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 33 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Hannah, Patrick, Joe, and Sarah. So last time, after Gon and Kiloa got valuable life lessons in appraisal, counterfeiting, and sidestepping from Zephyle, they tried to gather intel on the ghost arachnids, but soon found themselves caught in a trap. Uh-oh. This week... Oh, crap. <laughs> This week, we'll see if they are able to escape the spider's web, and we'll also cover some history about the Nostradamus, a French man who claimed to see the future. You better get ready. But before we start, we want to say congratulations to the newly elected president. As of this recording, we don't really know who won, so I'm just going to say congratulations to X, and whoever is editing can just edit the name in. So I want to say, con- so I want to say a big congratulations to... Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Kanye West, Herman Cain, Leorio. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Don anyways, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. You mean Don Cheadle, Yorkshire? Yes, Don Cheadle, Yorkshire. Also, also, there's definitely a Nostradamus prophecy about this for sure. Yeah, sick ass album. I love Judas Priest. Anyways, a- episode fifty: Ally and Sword, or. Nakamato Katana. Sweet, easy stuff this week. Originally released in Japan on October 7th, 2012. Happy birthday, something. Uh, The equivalent manga chapters are 91, 92, 93, and 94, which were released in Japan on November 2nd, 2000. Wait, was that election day? (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was the, it was the election arc. God damn it. But uh, the equivalent to 1999 episodes are 59 and 60, which were released on Japan on March 3rd, 2001. Happy birthday, St. Patrick. Chucky Arla. All right, so (laughs) I wanted to point this out before we started, but uh, in the intro, I didn't notice this before, but uh, there's a shot of Kurapika actually referencing Chapter 59's intro panel in the manga, where Kurapika, Kurapika comments that he needs a haircut. Which I thought was kind of a cool nod. I I was always wondering where that was, but I guess they saved it for the intro. Which I thought yeah, was kind of cool. They, they do that sometimes. Like um, I think we discussed, but in the episode where Gon was passed out after his fight with Hanzo, like when they have him do a dream, that's just the intro panel of like that chapter of the manga. Nice. So it's kind of cool how they incorporate that stuff. Sweet. All right. Let's let's get into the episode then. All right. So. This episode starts off with Gon and Kila. They have just been tween-napped by the very killer thieves that they were trying to stalk. And they are taken to the Phantom Troops' super-secret base. Uh, much to their surprise, they see Hisoka's there. Um, Hisoka and Kila make like, eye contact and are both on, like, on the same page. And they're like, I don't know her. Kind of like that Mariah Carey meme. <laughs> Speaking How she doesn't Carey, know anyone. Yeah, <laughs> Did she say it her, in any specific they're... way? or hmm? um, This specifically started with, she was asked in an interview about J-Lo, and she's like, oh, I don't know her, Ooh. but I'm sure she'll do well. And it's like a lot of shady diva <clears throat> moments. 
that I think Mariah Carey just kind of rolled with because now it's like an ongoing joke. Yeah, I think uh, um, I think right about now they're actually getting her out of the resurrection pods to get ready for the Christmas holiday season, right, guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best I Christmas, Bob. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. I want to make yeah. a playlist with about <clears throat> ten. Um, <laughs> remixes from SoundCloud of that song and it got gold on 8-tracks before it got all flagged by copyright. God, that's very, I forgot that it. you're the most hip person on this pod. <laughs> Did you like, listen to all the trap remixes and stuff? Yep. There's actually Ooh. a remix where it was... I forgot who the rapper was, but it's an actual legitimate remix. Everything else was just on SoundCloud. Um, oh, so it's so it's only that one that got <laughs> flagged. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting on uh, on all I want for Christmas is is WAP, but maybe we'll get that. <laughs> Someone already made that. No joke. Really? Big? Yeah. Oh, I'm down. That's that's the intro for this week, guys. Is is all I want for Christmas is some WAP. <laughs> but uh, anyways, what's what's gone up to going? Um, doing? he's not as quick on the uptake, and he literally shouts out, "Hey." And um, when he sees Hisoka, and then he has enough sense to immediately regret his life and choices, and uh, especially when, it, uh, oh man, I always butcher his name because I thought Nobunaga. Knew- Nobunaga. I put Nobunaga for <laughs> Nobunaga. some reason. Yeah, you you combined Oda Nobunaga's <laughs> names into one name as Nadobunaga. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I just made because he had like a very uh, samurai esque look for some sometimes that I just kept on combining the two names together. It reminds, it reminds uh, me of Shaman King where I kept calling Aminamaru Aminaminamaru. <laughs> when I was reading the manga when I was a kid. So every time I see it, I joke and say, oh, it's Amina Minamaru. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to refer him as Nobu for my own sanity. <laughs> so That's I don't I remember. Nobi. <laughs> um, so he asks if they know anyone there. Uh, Kiwa is... Uh, he manages to avoid any suspicion because he then literally points out Shizuku um, as the girl that they met earlier. Um, she doesn't recognize them, but Franklin and Phaeton remember um, that Gon was the kid that she arm wrestled and that she lost to. Uh, Shizuku's like, hell no, that didn't happen. I don't remember any of that. Um, but uh, Nobu's like so pretty, somewhat convinced, so he challenges Gon to an arm wrestling. Uh, which is more like he continuously slams Gon's hand into the Kronkeek, uh, while threatening to kill both kids if they continue to talk smack to him or don't tell him anything about, uh, the chain user. Wow. What a dickhead. I know. It's like, what an asshole. <laughs> but apparently this asshole has a heart because he tells them about how the chain user killed his BFF Uvo. He's going to get revenge. Um, and he knows how the chain user is, who um, was hired by the Nostrad family and has a grudge against the troop. And this clues in Kuhiloa on who the chain user is, who is none other than their good buddy Karapika. Um, dun dun gone. dun. <laughs> 
Ganhi's still none the wiser. He's just a sweet sunshine boy, and he doesn't realize that they actually know the chain user. Instead, he's more just very confused and very mad at the fact that Nobu can mourn for his friend um, while still being essentially a serial killer or a mass, like, a uh, people who are do, like, massacres. So he gets really mad, and he ends up slamming Nobu's hand into the ground and prompts which prompts Phaeton and Hisoka to try to restrain him and Kiloa. Man, imagine being so salty about losing an arm wrestling match. You have your best buddy thre- break off his- threatening to break off his arm and the other one threatening to cut this kid's head off with a card. I don't think Nobu asked for that. I think that's more just like Phaeton being like, okay, you've had your fun, Nobu. Like, we need to fucking treat these kids as prisoners. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So it was more of a shade towards Nobu. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hisoka just does it because he needs to keep up appearances. It's yeah, very he's, much he's just like, like, like oh, nothing I'm not the imposter. I think that guy, yeah, we need to, let's fucking do this. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. be sus. <laughs> I need to do my tasks. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, shut up, kid. I, I, need, I need, yeah. I was in cargo. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like Hisoka uses vents. <laughs> uh, so yeah like Joe mentioned before Phaeton and Nobu aren't exactly seeing eye to eye what to do with the kids um, but and are almost about to get in a fight about it but since that's against the truth rules um, they settle it with a coin toss um, real quick did you guys notice what symbol was the heads on that coin a spider yeah yeah uh- there's very few circumstances where I would expect a spider to be heads. I would assume that would be tails. But then when I like slowed it down to see what the other side of the fucking coin was, it was a spider web. I'm like, okay, this is the one circumstance where something like that could be heads, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm just wondering where they get those mint coins. Imagine, imagine just like, okay, for our budget, we need to print out 20 spider coins. Maybe hey, I bet they've just made one and then had Cortope double it. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. That's I didn't true. think that's of that. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, that, that's probably exactly what they did. I mean, they need to save on budget. Actually, I wonder who the treasure of that is. Would it be Kortopi? Well, if we're going with the Jesus comparison again, it's Hisoka. Uh, probably a bad person to make treasure. <laughs> well, I mean, it turns out, turns out Jesus' treasure wasn't exactly a good choice either. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's almost like there's symbolism there. Weird. <laughs> But I don't. I don't think Judas bought a bunch of blow up balloons and cards, and hair product. Wouldn't it be cool if he did? <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be kind of weird. But I'd be down. Yeah, my bungee out, gospel has, the, weird has the properties of both rubber and gum. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, what is rubber? What is gum? And you just hear a guitar, like Spanish guitars, playing when he walks by. It's like, huh, weird stuff. But uh, anyways, where are we at? Um, so, coin toss. So, Nobu, I'm pretty sure he calls heads, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay, so he ends up winning the toss, and then Gon gets to live another day. <laughs> so, um, the troop um, try to figure out if the kids know anything. Franklin asks Pakunoda um, um, what they know, but her nenability didn't find any memories of the chain users um, in them. And then Kilowa realizes that Pokunoda checked their memories when she was, like, holding them, um, which means future trouble, since now he 
realizes the chain user's uh, identity. I did like how awkward it looked. Like she just like slung her 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 arm around uh, around their neck. It's like, hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, that's like stranger danger, lady. It's like I don't know you. It's, <laughs> Get it's, it's, out of here. It's like to Yamate. I wonder if part of the condition is they have to be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the it probably more helps. uncomfortable they are, the clearer the memories. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be really uncomfortable with no with her doing that. But oh, okay. But I mean, to be honest, they're probably uncomfortable in the fact that they were in a car with a bunch of assassins. Just a bit. A little bit, I don't know. Probably a little bit blood pressure rising, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And the, the shit these kids get into. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it might not even phase them because, like, they, like, like, kill what literally killed the serial killer in, like, five seconds flat. So maybe it's, like, nothing to them. It's like, yeah. We've seen enough serial killers. We're good. We, we've seen plenty. These guys are more than serial killers. They're like legendary bandits. Yeah. Maybe that might be a cool thing. Like, it's like envious, you know? I don't know. I don't know. The, anyways, I wonder if they're taking applications. Anyways, uh, we're, <laughs> we're talking about the... what the, So what was the... Uh, where were we at? Oh, so now um, the troop decides that they're going to keep Gon and Kilua prisoner. Um, so they lock them up in a room with Nobu um, to act as their babysitter while the rest go out to find the chain user. Um, Nobu's pretty interested in in having Gon join the spiders, um, but Gon is like, no, I'd rather die. He thinks bye. So... Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's like, uh, no, I'm not gone to be joining the spiders. <laughs> yeah, but even then Nobu is like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter what you want, I'm going to ask Krolo anyway, even though like the rest of the spiders are like, dude, <laughs> Daddy, uh, why are you the, so the pressed boy on join, it? <laughs> the boy won't join my club. <laughs> I've I've heard a lot of people like wonder whether Gone would have just joined if they hadn't met Kurapika back in the day. Ooh, that's a good point, because, Uh, hmm. well, because it makes you wonder, because, like, I mean, does Gon only feel, like, the resentment for them, especially the fact that they killed, because he knows Karapika is part of that, like, like, part of that, um, Karapika's family is part of that, like, uh, Mm -hmm. victims, so I think that's, but if it were, like, you know... He hasn't expressed a lot of, like, disdain towards, like, you know, stuff with the hunter exam and, like, all that violence and stuff like that, so. Yeah, personally, I don't think it would really match up with his goals, and I I guess spoilers, there's another instance where something like this does happen, and he also doesn't, he doesn't go with that. (gasps) All I'm gonna say is, I feel there's a number of times you can have this discussion across the series, and I think your answer might change across a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, so we'll get back to that in the future. It's something interesting to think about, because I think a lot, when I was watching the episode, I was trying to figure out why is Nobu so fit, like fixated on having gone join them, and a lot of it's because he reminds him of Ubo. He reminds um, him of a guy that he once knew. Yeah, so like, they were both enhancers, they both um, are very emotional and value like friendship and bonds in a way. They just have very different life experiences. <laughs> yeah, they, they they also they also have a creepy guy obsessed with them. You know, a lot a lot in, in common. 
<laughs> it's it's kind of it has shades of the like in Yu Hakusho, like how basically Toguro is like what Yusuke could have become if he didn't purposefully choose to move a different way. Mm. Oh, uh, oh I, th- I thought you were making a comparison where Nobunaga and Uvo would be like older and younger Toguro. Oh, I could sort of see that too, actually, but I always go in more just for uh, Uvo as Toguro, both in power set and also like simplicity. Yeah, for sure. I'm just really bummed that they didn't. Uh, Nobunaga was like brother to him. <laughs> Aniki, <laughs> Aniki. Kyoda. Yeah, no, Anyways, I, I definitely... uh, can... oh sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, so so while they're in the room, um, gone. He's just trying to hold back the pain from his like hand that was like pretty much almost crushed. Um, and then Kila is trying to hold back a panic attack because he feels powerless uh, in this situation and. Um, it, he almost he has some like Illumi centered PTSD flashbacks, which causes his um, like Nen to flare up, and that aggravates Nobu. And then there's just I don't know. It the tension is really high right now. And then uh, there are some Japanese and dub differences. So in the original Japanese. Uh, dub there. Kiloa wonders if he could have, if he could even move, um, if Gon had been struck with a lethal blow. Um, in in English, he wonders if he could have moved if they had tried to kill Gon. So now he's just kind of questioning, um, would he even have the bravery to defend his friend? Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting that in one of them it's like, would I have the bravery to take revenge? Like, I like even enraged to that point, would I be able to do something? Versus in English, it's like, do I have the strength to pro- to protect someone I care about? Mm. So like, they're on a similar idea, but I think it's the difference is interesting. I don't right. really know what to say beyond that. Yeah. Um. It. Right now, it seems like a no-win situation uh, for them until Gon remembers one of Zippal's lessons about sidestepping. Um, so together, he and Kilua charge their net and jump straight through um, the walls of the room, going in opposite directions, and then sidestep Nobu's door and split up. Wait, re- really quick, Sarah, did you did you take these notes? I did. I didn't know how to describe it. <laughs> so oh, okay. How... Question. Um, so I, I could have sworn they used the same phrases with uh, Zepile that they described as ostomy. Um, but I was wondering if this was a dub versus sub difference. Like, I think how did it was... you watch it? Um, I watched it in dub. And then I also kind of looked back at like different summaries to kind of... Because I didn't know how to word this myself. <laughs> without it taking like too long oh yeah so, no worries so i use um, sidestepping because i think they're both like similar right similar meetings um yeah i i think i think they just specifically call out the ostomy thing to make it like recall to the idea of like mm-hmm. breaking through like a wall mm-hmm. so i don't know did do you guys remember what it said in whatever you guys watched or i could just want to remember both sidestepping and ostomy Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it might have just said both. Okay. Yeah, it probably was. It probably was a dub and sub thing. Interesting. But yeah, at least that's what I noticed. Yeah. So, so yeah, just continue. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the interruption. 
oh no worries um so nobu chases after gomp and realizes that he is actually let down like one of the decoy holes so um he tries to find them using n um but by now they're both long gone and yeah joe you had a theory about it so this isn't like a huge spoiler but i'm wondering so nobunaga describes his power to the kids about like basically moving automatically if they enter his range or did he say this internally the reason i i wonder is i could have sworn he said maybe some of it externally some of it internally so i'm not entirely sure but um kilua works on a skill that works similarly at a later time. And if Nobunaga said it out loud, it would be interesting to think that maybe he based it on the idea got from Obunaga, uh, from Nobunaga. Hannah, you're aware. You you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So Moving yeah. without thinking. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's a cool theory. I feel like... Um, We'll see if it... I think I could see it applying, so... Yeah, we'll find out. But yeah, yeah. Uh, continue, please. Okay. So, Gon and Kua, they once they're safe and on their way back to York New, um, Gon tells Kua, it's my job to be reckless and your job to stay cool and keep me in line. And then Kua is like, Gone. Karapika is the chain user, and we need to find him to help us defeat the troop. It's so kind of funny line about staying cool and keeping like, him in line will come back intensely later. That yeah, is it's true. kind of funny because it's almost like a little bit of gone rubbed off on Killua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's true. So that's the end of the episode. Oh, there is uh, one difference that I wanted to mm-hmm. point out, though. Mm-hmm. Um. So, when when uh when Nobunaga is looking for him, he refers to Killua in the Japanese dub as the slanted eye kid. And 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 in the English dub, they refer to him as the cat eye kid. So I'm <laughs> yeah, kind of glad I they... wondered about this because yeah. like I went through and tried listening to what he was saying, and I tried like Google translating both fox fox eyed and uh, and slanted eyed and diagonal eyed and none of them sounded like it so i'm wondering mm-hmm. i wish megan was here because she'd probably have a better idea but i couldn't tell exactly what they were saying in a literal sense versus like what might be interpretation yeah no i'm kind of it's kind of weird they went with that even in the the, the sub because it kind of comes off as a bit racist almost i think that <laughs> might be the reason they changed it while in japan the connotation would less be on race and more like it's a character trait type thing Right. Yeah, I do like the description better of cat eye or fox eye. It's kind of cuter, you know. Well, also he he literally has like cat irises, which is not a common human trait. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what happens when you're an assassin. Yeah, yeah plus Kilo is basically a cat personified mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, when we go on to the Hunterpedia and this Hunterpedia, hey, it's Franklin. Who is an emitter attacking with his double machine gun Nen bullets? Re- and Gon comments, "Retool your fingers for an extra touch." Gon then shoots bullets out of his fingers all over the place. And uh, I was just thinking about this, but uh, imagine getting wet willies from Franklin's sausage fingers. Holy I shit! I feel his fingers are bigger than my ear. <laughs> That's exactly. It reminds me <laughs> of this. Uh, this one. This one. Um. This one post of uh, uh, Prince Charles is like. And he's like has giant ass fucking fingers. It's like imagine what Willie's from those suckers. 
What the fuck? <laughs> his fingers are so fucking big. Now oh I'm just thinking God. that fucking. I, I'm just thinking of just weird Twitter and Tumblr like random memes. It's just like, oh hey, I'm the sheriff of sucking you off. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Just look it up on your own time, anyways. Is that what Prince? Char- is that Prince Charles? Holy shit! <laughs> no, no, no. It's just someone made a fucking uh, emoji skeleton of like a cowboy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, but speaking of memes, I want to point out one Joe sent me where it's like, uh, here, let me read it. I'm really worried where this is going. (laughs) Fellas, if your girl has silver hair, deep blue eyes, and massive titties, then that's not your girl, it's Silver Zoldic, and it has him looking, it has him in in that, uh, Sugoi Dekai shirt. (laughs) So, I I imagine, I cannot, like, headcanon, uh, Maluki got that for him as a present sometime. I recently saw an edit of Illumi and uh, Silva, where Silva has Thor's face and Illumi has Loki's face. Oh yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> and funny. I can't stop thinking about it. God, I love that family. I know they're a bunch of assassins, but damn, they're badass. I don't know. They have a weird. I mean, I mean, minus the whole assassin training shit. I mean, they probably have some fun times, like little fun, fun family vacations, <laughs> we aka fun. assassinations. You've got to kiss the cook. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so hilarious! His grandpa wears that instead of like the 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 one kill a day. It's like kiss kiss the assassin or whatever. Patrick, we <laughs> talked about this on a previous episode. <laughs> Did we really? Yes. Oh, I, that's why well, I brought that up. Listen, I my my brain like after after I after I record this, it just throws everything out. So if I say the same joke twelve times, it's probably because I forgot I said it on the last twelve. Sometimes I listen to two uh, two old episodes of ours, and then I notice like, oh, I said the exact same trivia piece in two episodes, and thought it was new each time. Exactly, <laughs> like, like I said, the brain gets dumped ev- after every episode. So if you guys don't like, the- if you guys are hearing repeated jokes, just be like, oh, there's Patrick in repeating the same joke for the twelfth fucking time in a row. Which Have is a common. running gag. Yeah, it's a running gag. That's what it is. Running gag. Forget. That's what we'll call it. Yes. Not that Patrick completely forgot it because he's a my moron. life. It's a running gag. <laughs> uh, my life in a nutshell. Anyways, uh, going on to the manga differences. Um, I like how uh, when they open up, uh, uh is like, "Welcome to our hideout," and just introducing them in. It's kind of cute. I, I, at least I kind of like the welcoming. Um, one of the other differences is that, uh, when they mention the ranking for the, for the strength, it actually is the ranking for arm wrestling strength and not, uh, fighting strength, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, I guess that little differences here and there. Uh, some more manga panels. Um, Pakanoda's looks, looks a bit different, uh, specifically in the chest area a little bit. I don't know, it seems I... like they, like, inflated that a bit in the, the, the 2011 anime. I think it just depends shot by shot, and then also this is a straight-on shot with a mm. black shirt, so it's hard to convey depth. Well, no, I mean, they did. They had the same shot in the anime, and it obviously was a little bit bigger. But she's wearing, like, purple in the anime, so it's easier to convey depth, because you can make contrast. I guess, maybe. Yeah. What a 90s look, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's, that's so 90s. Yeah. Like, it's like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Uh, she's got that Hillary look going on for her, though. Like with uh, the yeah, kind of. Also, can we talk about how fucking Dengar, that mummy fuck, is in the background of this? God, I, I love how he's just there. He doesn't do anything but just fucking hangs out and, like, looks cool. But Oh, just wait till we get to 99, because I got a weird revelation for you. <laughs> awesome. Also, Gone announces there will be an announcement in Volume 11. I don't, I don't know what that means, but... 
uh spoilers i don't know what it means anyways uh one of the things I liked in, uh, I don't know if I, maybe I might have missed this, but Nobunaga lit a bunch of candles all over the place in the hideout. Did he do that, or did, did he do something he, else? He does, but it's not as big of a deal. I gotcha. Yeah, so it's it, it's kind of cool, so I kind of like that difference a little bit. And then uh, I like this this whole the September 3rd, uh, 10, or th- wait, 3, what does it mean, 3 September 10? September 3rd, part 10. Part 10, okay, I was confused on the... But yeah, and that the whole uh, the whole layout of how how they they c- he conveyed how they did the different like they escaped the room was kind of cool. But it has this whole diagram of him jumping in the corner and then tricking him and hiding, and then escaping. So I like the diagram of that and how it showed differently instead of show, go, cutting to gone do it actually and escape the room. And then there's more pictures of, of Maluki traveling to the city. God, I don't know. He's grown on me in the manga. I don't know if maybe that's just me or not, but he—he he just never really fucking does anything ever again. So that's why in the anime they don't really focus on him. Uh, fair enough, I guess. I just kind of—I just kind of like him being there. He's like a spirit, like a spirit animal, sort of like a like a mascot. And then there's a small little, uh, and then finally there's a small announcement. I guess this was the announcement. Announcement number one. I couldn't resist announcing announcing this in Shonen Jump a while back. My wife and I have a baby boy. He weighs six pounds seven ounces when he was born. Now he weighs twelve pounds and six ounces. Oh, I guess that was the announcement. How did I also, can we talk about how it has like the Togashi personified animal face, but like as a little baby? That's pretty <laughs> yeah, goddamn cute. cute. It is so cute. Imagine, imagine looking back on this, and it's like his kids are reading it. And it's like, oh, hey, look it. It's when I was born, or oh, or like being surprised by. It. It's like, Dad, you never told them I was born, or you told everyone I was born. That was kind of weird. But man, imagine like the power, the power child they must have, like with those two. Must be pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't know. Mangaka is always they when they have children, they always end up having more mangakas for children, which I think were pretty cool. Like uh, like the person that did Baki, uh, I think. The the her father sorry the person that did Baki their daughter does B stars and I think a couple so others as well. I don't think that's necessarily true. Well, we'd have to look widely. I do think that there are some high profile examples of it, but I don't know. Yeah, if that's no, the I, th- rule. I think it might just be the high profile, like uh, like with Miyazaki's kid. I know he's not a mangaka, but I mean, just the whole. Yeah, but he's like he's kind of sucks. I mean, like well, he's I mean, not a bad person. Just his movies are very okay. <laughs> I guess I, I suppose so. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. I've heard his his recent ones are pretty decent though. That's cool. But yeah, no, uh but that that's a whole can of worms I want to open up. It's actually pretty sad with the his relationship, but uh yeah, and I think uh I think there's a couple yeah, I think that's about it. I think oh no, there's a couple more right here where Killer's PS PTSD scene with Illumi represented with word bubbles said by his brother more than images of him. I think that and was like the, a time-saving huh? thing where just like what if I just quote Illumi on this page? Yeah, and then a uh, general consistent difference. Shizoko is way better in the manga usually, and it really shows here. Oh, he's way beefier. Beefier. Oh, beefier. I thought I said better, but I yeah, mean, he's a little he, bit. Yeah, he just looks like real buff in the manga, like at all times. Yeah, um, I think that's. Oh yeah, also it told the story of, of Uvo and Nobunaga after they left the hideout compared to the anime where they did that before they were, before the hideout. So when the, when they when they when they moved like after they left and they moved a. Uh, Kill when gone to that hotel, whatever. They just told the story of Uvo before that section, so they changed it up a little bit. Hmm. 
And I think that's about it. Do you want to move on to the 99 notes, Joe? Yep. Here is the bombshell about Banalanov. <laughs> he is wearing leather straps instead of toilet paper or mummy bandages. That's kind of hot. Yeah, so they just have this dude in leather straps, proto-Volgo, a proto-Voldo-esque. Actually, when was Soul when was Soul Blade originally released? I think it was Soul 98. Edge. Oh shit. Okay, so this might have been him being like this might have been them seeing that and they're like, "Yeah, what if we made a bondage weirdo?" <laughs> Yeah, I think Volvo is more creepier, though. For sure. I mean, Bonolanov seems... So, okay, Voldo seems more human, but more creepy, while Bonolanov just seems like a fucking alien once you actually, like, hear him talk and stuff. It's really weird. But less creepy, more just like an ethereal weirdo. Yeah. Um. So, I was watching the English version, because I generally do, so I can get clean screenshots uh, for 99, which is probably a mistake, but whatever. Uh, Nobunaga threatens to k- hurt, not kill, uh, like, Gon and Kilua, which kind of fucks up that whole scene, but yeah. He's gonna send him to the next dimension. Why not? Uh, Kilua says regarding the troops' faith in Pakanota, the quote-unquote expertise hurts. The idea that because they trust her so much, that, like, when there's a blind spot to her ability, it actually, like, reinforces their inability to understand, like, what's going on. But this is sort of handled by them mentioning the idea like, oh, maybe they didn't realize at that time, which I'm like, that's an insanely good guess unless this has happened to you guys before. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this version, they show a diagram for uh, Gon's double back, just like they do in the manga. Uh, And like the manga version, it has has, uh, N shown with an old master instead of with Nobunaga. So in 2011, they basically show... Nobunaga in like a oh this is what N is but in this one they show like an old samurai just like doing Iaido. Oh like I mean he was when he was waiting in the circle with the the leaves falling. Yeah. Um and so this has them escape through the sewers and then over barbed wire. Ouch. And that's it for 99. Um I have a little note about uh, N if you guys want to hear about that. No. Just show let's hear it. Go for it, Joe. So N uh, the character for it, the kanji, means circle, and it's a Japanese uh, new character based on the Chinese character for circle, for N, which uh, also means circle, but neither of them looks like a circle, so the old meaning is, like, enclosure, and so it's, like, an enclosure around a member or personnel, so then it became, like, perimeter slash, like, circumference, and that's how it came to be. Like so, effectively, when you say "n," it means circle or round, or enclosure. And the Chinese pronunciation of the original character is "yuan," which is now the Chinese currency slash coin. While one of the onyomi pronunciations of the character in Japanese is "yen," which is coin or money. Mm-hmm. Japanese borrowed this from Chinese as the earlier Japanese currency was being replaced, which those were called Ryo and Mon. So that's why modern Chinese currency Yuan and Japanese currency N, again, are actually the same thing far enough back, but like clearly have different legal denominations. And the symbol now used for Yen is like Y with slashes through it. And the word usually used for uh, Yuan now is uh, Remimbi, which I think means people's currency because China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, with that, now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Yeah. On Apocrypals, we talk about the parts of the Bible that a lot of people skip over. Like the wizard battles. The angel jacuzzis. A goat full of sins. 
500 drunk elephants. And a man named Porky Party. And yes, that's all really in there. All this and more on Apocrypals every other week on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Fans of video games, history, or video game history will definitely want to listen to Retronauts. Each week, Bob Mackey and myself, that's Jeremy Parrish, dive into the stories behind the greatest games of the past and the history behind the hits of today. Check us out every Monday on the Greenlit Podcast Network. All right, and we're back. So we are going to go into a research topic. Um, We decided to cover Nostradamus, and he is otherwise known as Michel de Nostradamus. Um, and he was a French astrologer, physician, and reputed seer who is best known for his book, Les Prophetes, which, if I mispronounced that, forgive me, I took German in high school, not French. <laughs> anyway, it is a collection of 942 poetic, uh, quatrains, um, so four lines of poetry, which allegedly predict future events. Uh, the book was first published in 1555. Happy birthday, Kurapika. <laughs> <laughs> and why is this important? Um, well, here at the Spirit Hunters, we don't think it's a coincidence that the future-telling Neon Nostrad is named so similarly to the quote-unquote prophet Nostradamus himself. Um, Nostradamus didn't have men, but he did have a very particular set of skills. Hey, Looking, we don't know. We don't know that confirmed yet. If he did have none, that's true. We are just, you know, the common plebs, and all the Nen users are like almost like a secret society of themselves. Did you guys? Did you guys watch Madoka Magica? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the part where they reveal that Joan of Arc was a fucking magical girl? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, is that I, what we're doing right now? Yeah. Can that be canon oh. in real life, please? Can we consider Joan of Arc to be a magical girl? I feel like that's actually a very common thing. I just found this manga. I don't know if it's an ongoing one, an old one, but basically, it's like a, a war of witches, and they had to all fight each other to the death in order to like gain like a, a power. And Joan of Arc is like. She doesn't have any wish. Oh, there's also a fight to the death in order to have their wish come true. She doesn't have any wish, but like the people are like, she doesn't, she has the most dangerous wish of all. She wants to become a witch. So I don't know. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting Did- to see basically a lot of his female historic figures who have reputations of like being magical or witches themselves mm. have to fight each other to the death. So I, I want to make an AMV of that now. Same. Have, you guys, have you guys ever watched Laverne and Shirley? Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. That show from like the fucking 70s. Do you remember the is, opening is that, theme? Is, it, is that no. the, the Those Were the Days theme song? No, it's we're gonna do it. it and then they're just like, it, gonna yeah. make our dreams come, come true, true with me and you. And now I just want like a metal version of that playing over a bunch of people <laughs> killing each other for a There wish. actually is a ska punk version of that. Nice. Uh, it's by J- less than Jake. I'll I'll post it on the episode notes. Man, I can't wait till we do a sub series on Laverne and Shirley and how that totally influenced Hunter Hunter. As long as we do, uh, what was the what was the those were the days one? I can't remember. Uh, is that not married with children? Fucking, it's the one I know with what the you're talking guy about. Like, 
Then a hit parade. Yeah, that's it. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. I I remember one time I, I, I was having a nightmare and I still remember this like, it was, it was back in like the early 2000s and I woke up because my dad was watching that like at four in the morning. Jesus Christ, that sounds like a horror movie. And like that theme song woke me the fuck up because I was like in the other room. That's like a suburban gothic. For you, for right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad works night Patrick. shift, so he's like he stays up like uh, to ungodly hours. So, dear lord. Oh, yeah, man. but uh, now that we've lost everyone who's not an American who's listening to the show, <laughs> listen, listen, Jake. Also, play John Dark on the PSP. That's a game based off of Joan of Arc. It's pretty. Good. Also, play Perfect Dark on the N sixty four. Yeah, the sequel to that. But uh, anyways, anyways, let's let's continue on with the the Nostradamus stuff. Yes. So, um he in order to predict the future, he looked at a combination of astrology, historical knowledge, and existing end of the world prophecies, uh so the Bible basically, among other things, to compose prophecies that were written in a style very similar to what we see Neon doing. Uh, these prophecies were interpolated. Oh, did I pronounce that right? No, it's yeah. supposed to be interpreted, so I don't know why. this. I think this is a typo, because it says interoperated, which is definitely oh, okay. not what they meant. Yeah, All you right. say interpreted. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, this doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so, interpreted uh, to predict retroactively the Apollo moon landings, the death of Princess Diana, Hiroshima, and the Nagasaki, um, and 9-11... All of 2020. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically you get kind of get the picture. Um, it's kind of like Stanley Kubrick, uh, uh, fake with a fake moon landing thing. <laughs> you know, you guys ever heard of that? Where the I know the shining... about what you're saying. <laughs> huh? Yeah, we're, we're basically there. There's a conspiracy theory that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing, and he sort of admitted it by filming The Shining because there's a bunch of scenes that sort of allude to the Mulani being fake. It was a really weird documentary. It's like called Room 253 or whatever the name of it is. People read the absolute most batshit things into The Shining, and it's crazy. <laughs> to be fair, though, that's like one of my favorite conspiracy theories. It's actually pretty fun compared to the more really horrendous ones, but I still like that one a lot. That was a sweet documentary. That one in the, be- the, the Paul is Dead uh, documentary... That one is uh, sweet. Go watch those if you guys want a fun conspiracy theory to watch. Um, real note about Nostradamus real quick. Uh, something I should have mentioned probably earlier, but I think this actually relates, is Nostradamus' family was originally Jewish and they converted. And this was a time where, like, that you know, you kind of had to do that. And so his family was, like, new money effectively because they were people who weren't accepted in society until they converted. And I don't know if this is on purpose, but it is interesting that ne- Neon Nostrad's, like, was like a minor guy until like one his daughter was able to do prophecy and two suddenly they were accepted it's really cool i actually never put two and two together until uh megan point or megan pointed this out and did the research like now that yeah, i'm reading that I. it's it's like all coming together you know Mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting um yeah that's pretty much it so i mean if anything else big it's probably disastrous happens it could be part of those 
1,000 prophecies that he wrote down, so. Well, <laughs> let's yeah, hope. And, uh, Patrick, are you uh, going to discuss the... Uh, yeah. Go for uh, it. All right, so uh, here's an English translation from the French of one poem, and let's profit profiteers, profiteers, whatever it is. Sorry about French. that, guys. French, French stuff, Mr. French. All right, so the lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pastor will become celebrated almost as godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle, but by other rumors he shall be dishonored, dot, dot, dot. And here is the trans English translation of Neon's future. The calendar loses a precious component. The remaining months gather to mourn. The mourners play a melody where the eleventh moon quietly rises. The chrysanthemum withers and falls to lie on the ground besides bloody scarlet eyes. But you will remain supreme even after losing half your limbs. Ooh, getting serious now. Enjoy the interlude. Search out new allies. East is direction to go. You will find one who awaits you. While Neon is a little longer, hers follows a very simple cadence. Cadence, Four lines, not quite the straightforward and in a whimsical, mysterious tone. Yeah, so some speculate the uh, prophecies were written in this particular way to avoid being persecuted for heresy, while Megan, an uneducated person, this is her wording, this is her wording, nope, <laughs> thinks they are written the in this vague Megan way so he can apply him. it to anything. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if the heresy thing had to do with him being Jewish or if it just had to do with him being a mystic. Cause like, I mean, he's not Jewish in the sense of religious, but like ethnically and like mm. that it was known that that's where he came from. But, uh, Megan continues and anything that doesn't apply just hasn't happened yet. Think astrology or Miss Cleo, but people oh, have spent lifetimes trying to decipher these prophecies. So up to you to decide if they hold true or not. So what are your thoughts? Is Nostradamus just a really good writer slash psychologist going psych from his grave, or is he as phony a is he as phony as the Long Island medium, or is it closer to those guys who use math to predict the stock market? Uh, should we give context for who Miss Cleo is? Because I think that's something a lot of viewers might not know about. Um, yeah, just don't do an impression. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to. Good. That, yeah, that, I was about. To I see a lot that. of people do that. I'm just like, mm, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, a bit racist. But uh, anyways, it's um. I just for the users don't know there was a uh, a I guess quote unquote psychic called Mrs. Cleo that operates sort of more on the East Coast, right? Was it the, sort of the the Greater East Coast area where she had a 900 number now. in the 80s where you'd call and she'd give you her fortune. Or give you your fortune for Wait, a. Was it the eighties? I thought she got big in like the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, it was around that area. I think it was late eighties, early nineties to two thousands. I thought, I believe that's what it was. It, I could be wrong though, but uh, yeah, she, uh, she. It turns out that hey, surprise, surprise, she was a fraudster and collected millions of dollars from people and got in a ton of trouble with the government. Uh, she ended up paying it back, but I think she passed away. Uh, not quite long, not that quite long ago. I think it was like 2008 or something. But uh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. She died in 2016. Oh. Wow. She had a crazy life. Uh, married at age 19, gave birth to a daughter, divorced at 21, had a second daughter while in her late 20s. In 2006, she came out as a lesbian. She later developed colon cancer and died in 2016. Wow. Yeah. Also, All spoiler, while getting she sued was for Jamaican. fraud for pretending to be a Jamaican shaman because she had <laughs> apparently never left the U.S. Yeah, because she, I guess she put on the fake accent and it being honestly fake that a lot of people could tell or exaggerate at least. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, yeah, fun stuff. So, yeah, so um, Nostradamus, the Miss Cleo of our times. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so um, Megan left something fun for us. So let's see if we can suss out the prophecy, as she puts it. As the Gemini and trainer cross paths with a bizarre adventure in tow, ever-changing colors stress you out before the Henny takes its throne. Mega... Megstradamus 2020. Um, she says we should text her if we find out the answer, and she misses everyone. Aww. Hmm. We miss so, you too, Megan. How do you guys interpret this? Are any of us Gemini's? Because I know the trainer is probably just Patrick. I don't think we're. Uh, Sarah and I are Scorpios. Oh wait, you guys are twins. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just got it. So as. Basically, Sarah and I and Patrick cross paths with a bizarre oh. adventure until like JoJo. JoJo. I'm the bizarre Joe. adventure because my name is Joseph. Oh, nice! Really? Um, ever... you f- that's your middle name? Yeah, my middle name that starts with an F. Yeah, it's. Oh damn! Okay. Oh, so I never th- knew that. So the three of us, um, ever changing colors stress you out. Oh, is this about the election? Yes. Ooh. Before the henny takes its throne, uh, Biden or Harris? What's the henny? I don't. I I, I thought <laughs> isn't that? I could have sworn isn't is aren't you? Didn't some people call you Henny, uh, Hannah? No, that's uh, she's called Hanny. Hanny. Oh, okay. Henny is a type of uh, hybrid of a horse and a female donkey. So I think she's saying before a Democrat gets elected. Oh, gotcha. Wow, that's... Megan, this was actually really good. Yeah. Good job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. She should, she should, Megan, if you're listening to this, this should be your new job. So... <laughs> part time. Part time. Part time. Miss, Mrs. Megan. Miss Megan. <laughs> Mixtradamus. I think Mixtradamus is pretty good. I call, Megan I call B. Stradamus. I call 900 number for that. <laughs> Lol. Okay. Uh, what did you guys think of this set of episodes and uh, everything set? going on? You mean the one episode? Oh, yeah. Fuck. You know, a set can include one. <laughs> I, I guess. I prefer empty sets, though. Uh, okay. Did you guys like that they go out of the way to be like, this is N. It's so amazing. And like the whole time gone and Kilo already outside. And it's just like, wow, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, I, I kind of I think he... It was a combination. It kind of he kind of seemed really full of himself. Where it's like, I'm badass. If you get in my range, I'll cut you down. Yeah, and it's like, really, yeah. dude. Yeah, it like a, a part of me was like, really, he like he let them go like this. Like I just a part of me was like, there's no way he would like this could happen like because he's like a phantom troop spider and you know they're seasoned assassins Um, i wonder if they keep him around for duels because they basically made it sound like that he's like an expert duelist but that his other skills are like whatever Mm, uh as in like Yu-Gi-Oh dueling yeah yeah he's he's the fucking bandit keith of our times i guess (laughs) um so, breaking news, I just found out what the scientific name for a henny is. Apparently, with crossbreeds, they include an X between their two, like, parent types. And so, this goes along with Hunter Hunter. Uh, the henny is 
Equus Asinus X Equus Cabalis. Yeah, that's my, <laughs> my favorite, favorite episode man. title. Say the X. Equus means horse in formal ancient Latin. Cabalis means horse in vulgar Latin. And Asinus means donkey in Latin. So uh, that's interesting. Ho- it's horse, donkey, horse, horse. Ah, my favorite anime. <laughs> yes. The horser, horser, if you will. Yeah. I think I think they made that. It's called the... Uh... Called Monster Mitsume. <laughs> oh God! Have you guys seen that? Have you guys seen that tweet? That's like, I don't want to fuck a horse. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's a TikTok. Um, it's some some streamer who streamed like some game about dating animal people or whatever. Oh. People keep sending her something, so she just yells, "I don't want to fuck a horse." <laughs> I sadly so know dumb. what that game is. I feel like I've oh, seen God. it before. Yeah, what is the name of that game so I can I can I avoid I it? I don't know, but it's an Atome game where uh, they literally just shopped the faces of like of like a, a attractive anime anime boys onto like horses. I definitely or- thought you were gonna say huh. animorphs. Animorphs look better than what um, this Atome game looks like. Yeah, I play the shit out of an, an Animorphs dating sim. Yeah, it's not they're even kids. Yeah, they're oh, not even. Centaurs. I mean, adult when they're adults. Sorry. Yeah, they're yeah. not even centaurs. They just have human faces. That's like nightmare fuel. Not even centaurs is not my new even. band. <laughs> Dude, that's not a badass centaurs. new band. <laughs> Um, but like for real on this episode, uh, I guess like, I think it's interesting. We already kind of talked about the character moments with regards to like what Gon said with Kiloa and their dynamic. And it's just like, that's a very direct statement of something that might become a problem later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I've really enjoyed this, like this episode specifically just because it's so wild. And I think this is sort of the an- antithesis of why I love the Phantom arc is this crazy ass stuff. Uh, antithesis is probably not what you're looking for because that means opposite. Uh it's it's probably the antith and an, the 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 An- thesis. Epitome. The epitome. epitome. Yeah. That's 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 it. Yeah, you I know, really said, like brain this episode today, too. My um, because it a lot so a lot has happened within like one episode. Because sometimes how it seems like it could be easily split up into two, but the action and the plot. And the plotting was very well paced, so and I'm interested to see what will happen. Will they actually defeat the spiders? Will they find that? Will they? Will the spiders find the chain user? Will 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 Killua get more robot chocolate robots? Well, I I do like that the person who pointed out the idea of like maybe they found out later was Finks because like he does come up with some really interesting theories. And then other times, like, there's a time, I think they're building him up as a smart, suspicious guy, so that later when someone outsmarts him, you're like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think he's my fa- my favorite Russian slash Egyptian character in the show. What if you had a Russian mobster guy who was just really a huge, like, otaku about ancient Egypt? <laughs> to, like, a problematic degree. <laughs> he, he, I actually like the, the, the gentleman part he did in, uh, in uh, the Chimera arc. The what part? Uh, where he gave a shirt to somebody. 
Oh, okay, yeah. No, I mean, I I like Finks. I mean, I, I think the whole Phantom Troop are fucking terrible people, but I do like some of them, and yeah. like, Finks is really cool. And that's what I really like about it, is like, these people are horrid people. They're fucking mass murderers almost, but it's like, there's something about them that you just can't stop liking them. It's like a cool group of friends that are vibing, you know? Yeah, it's like, what if you had a better written Akatsuki from Naruto? <laughs> Pretty much. But it's it's just like vibing. It's like you want to be these guys' friends, but not really because they'd probably kill you. Yeah. That's about all I got on the episode, unless you guys have some more thoughts. Like, um, everyone is way beyond here in terms of, like, where they are in having viewed, right? So there's no sense asking, like, oh, what do you think is going to happen? Because you all know. Yeah. I th- I think, uh, actually, was it Sarah or Hannah were you that... No, Sarah, did, how far did you get? Because I know Hannah, um, Hannah finished the series. <laughs> I'm I'm still I haven't finished this arc yet. I'm actually kind of holding back and not watching it just so. Thank you. I could be surprised because <laughs> I was like <laughs> I I could easily very much finish the series, but I'm like no, I, there should be someone who doesn't know what's going on. So I will I will take one for the team. Aww, <laughs> and thank you. I will not yeah. binge watch. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, sorry about that. I think I'm on track to. I think at this point I'm on track to watching the series three times now. Whoa. Well, I mean, te- technically it's not like in a like di- like restart in a row. It's like I'm watching it simultaneously three different times. So once once in my free time, once with my roommate, and once for the show. Mm. So by the time I finish the series, I'll watch it a total of three times. It's gonna be so, sick. I think I've already told you guys this, but in case you forget, uh. The TV version of 99 is almost over, and, like, what do you think about that, like, cutting it off near here? It just seems real fucking weird, right? Uh, good. Wait, wait, why? (laughs) Because the 99 version sucks. Dude, 99 is finally just getting good now, and I have a feeling it's just gonna stop after that and be like, okay, that was the end of it being good. I thought it finished at Greed Island. It, so the OVAs finish at Greed Island, and in fact, the second oh. half of York New is an OVA. So I'm saying the TV version ends, like, really soon. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, uh, part of me kind of really wants to watch it now. Maybe after the series, after we're done watching this. Yeah, I'd say watching York New is worth it. Don't fucking bother with the rest. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair enough. But yeah, with that said, uh... Who's taking us out? Sorry, I put away the notes. Oh, I can do it. Go for it. Thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, we finally did it and started a Patreon. Check us out at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. Throw us some cash for hosting fees and equipment and join our patron-only Discord where we will be discussing the shit out of Hunter, UU, and more. Um, speaking of Discord, if you want in but don't have the funds, you can help us in another way and give us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Send us a link and your Discord username and enough evidence to connect them both to you and we got you. Each review gets a service to tens to thousand to tens and hundreds of more people. Heads up, um, our today's intro music was made by Studio Mega Ane. Check them out on YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. All right, guys, see you on the other side. Later. Bye.
We're gonna do it our way, way yes, our, our way. way. <laughs> Making our dreams come, come true. true for me and you. What, what was the answer? It was like Shamil, Shamal, Hassan Theft <laughs> <Yeah>. Incorporated. <laughs> yes. Dude, okay, on that, on that note, up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> hey. So
la la 